Welcome to the UndraftedFreeAgent.com mid-major podcast. I'm your host, Chris McKee. Going to do a little bit of a different format today. Obviously, you've all seen the bracket released for the NCAA tournament starting on Thursday with the first four games happening. And what I want to do is all throughout this week is feature different mid-major teams, give you a little bit more information about there. You know, you can find everything you want to know about North Carolina and Michigan, Ohio State, all of that. But the mid-major programs, not a lot of information on some of these teams, players, and coaches. So today we're going to feature three teams. We're going to go a little in-depth, play some audio, some video from different players and coaches. We're going to start with the North Texas Mean Green, who won Conference USA. We're going to get into Oral Roberts, the 15th seed, who's going to face Ohio State. They won the Summit League. And then we're going to close with the Ohio Valley Conference champs, Moorhead State. So starting off with the North Texas Mean Green, they are a number 13 seed. They're going to face number 4 seed Purdue. They are the Conference USA champs after beating the favored Western Kentucky Hilltoppers on Saturday, 61-57 in overtime. It was one of the most fun games I've seen in college basketball all this season. I talked about this on yesterday's pod going into it. I actually had money on Western Kentucky to win, but halfway through the game, I just started rooting for North Texas. These guys are infectious. It's a really fun group, and uh, I think they have a legitimate shot to beat Purdue, but they went 17-9 this year. It's their first ever Conference USA Championship. They are just the fifth program in Conference USA Tournament history, and first since 2010 to win four games in a row. You know, they went in as a third seed in the West Division, so in Conference USA, they split it up, so essentially it's a sixth seed that uh, they ended up winning and beating the number one overall seed. So the win's a little sweeter for North Texas because last year they won the Conference USA regular season championship but never got a chance to play in March Madness with the cancellation. But uh, obviously going to get that chance this year and I you know, can't say enough about how much I like them and how good I think they are and they do have a legit shot against Purdue. So North Texas currently ranks 10th in the nation in scoring defense. They only allow their opponents 61.2 points per game. That's stingy. And throughout the Conference USA tournament, they only allowed 54 points a game. And they also own the country's 28th best three-point field goal percentage, 37.6%. So they play good D and they can shoot. So this is a dangerous team coming in. So they are led by senior guard Javion Hamlet, who is the Conference USA tournament MVP. And after he averaged 18.5 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, and he set a new league tournament record with 29 assists, so 7.3 a game. And if you watch the final, you know, Hamlet was just lights out. It's a young man from Memphis, Tennessee. He averaged 15 points per game all season, and last year was named the Conference USA Male Athlete of the Year. It's the first North Texas student athlete to ever win the award. He was also the Conference USA Basketball Player of the Year. And, of course, first-team all-conference. Uh, Charles Bassey from Western Kentucky won this year's Player of the Year. But last year, Javion Hamlet is the guy. So here he is talking about just what it means to win the tournament and for North Texas to go to March Madness. Some comments following the win over Western Kentucky on Saturday. It's a blessing, you know, after what happened last year. We knew we was going to be in the same position this year as we did this year. You know, and uh, we came back for a reason. We knew we were going to... Uh, come back and win it. You know, uh, we didn't win regular season, you know, so we had a hard schedule, four games in four days, and we knew the toughest team win. That's what we came here to do. So North Texas with a very balanced attack. Hamlet is just one of four Mean Green players averaging at least 10.3 points per game this year. One of those others is senior guard James Reese. 
Here he is talking about how tough it was to grind out the win over Western Kentucky on Saturday and get to March Madness. Toughest teams wins. Uh, as you know, we ain't win a we ain't win a regular season. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't hang our heads with that. Uh, we won. We we came, took the tough route, won four games, four days, and uh, toughest team won. So Reese is from East Over, South Carolina, averaged 10.8 points per game this year and 4.5 rebounds. He started every single game for North Texas over the past two seasons. And he started out his career with Buffalo under Nate Oates. And he was a part of that uh, tournament team that upset uh, Arizona in the first round with DeAndre Ayton and that. So this is a guy that's got some experience. I think that's going to help the Mean Green. You know, as they head towards March Madness, they've got guys that have been there and very experienced, and so played in 24 games that first season for Buffalo, and um, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a difference maker in the fact that his experience will be key. So North Texas head coach Grant McCasland, he's in his fourth season at North Texas. Prior to that, he was a head coach at Arkansas State for 2016 and 17, and before that, an assistant and Baylor from 2011 to 2016, and as well as being an assistant at some of the smaller schools, some JUCOs there. So here's McCaslin talking about what a year it's been for North Texas. It just felt like this is the way it was going to have to be. <laughs> I mean, when you play four games in four days and you play one of the best teams in the country, and, you know, the, that Western Kentucky team, we have a tremendous amount of respect for their, for their competitiveness, for their program for their history and Coach Stansberry does an unbelievable job and we just knew that they were going to come back. I mean you hope that they don't but you just know like this is what it's going to be. They're going to make a charge. They got, they got such talent offensively and we told them we may get down 13. Like you just can't ever think that you're out because of the way the pace the game plays, they don't get away from you like that. They kind of let you stay in it and we got down late got in those timeouts and just told them, hey, we're right where we want to be. I mean, even when you're down seven with a couple minutes ago, you're just like, we're right where we want to be. It's a couple possession game. Let's just figure out a way to put one in the hole. And I was telling Thomas, but you're going to make one, dude. You're just going to make one. And sure enough, he made one of the biggest shots to, to after going over for whatever he went from three, man. Just a different level of belief on that sideline and so fun to be a part of it. It's funny. He just sounds emotionally exhausted watching and listening to that. And he also talks about just how important Javion Hamlet has been for his team this year. Some great comments from Coach McCaslin here. Just, just full of heart, man. Dude's just got a different level of belief than, I don't know, probably anybody I've ever coached. I've coached some phenomenal ones, but I don't know if I've ever seen anybody that has willed his teammates the way he does and the way they believe back in him. I mean, every time you get the ball in his hands at the end of the game, he delivers. I mean, like just, it's remarkable. The pass he made to Drez, and then the two floaters he makes to win the game, you know, and he goes to the free throw line and gets fouled and makes two free throws. His belief is special. So North Texas and Purdue have only ever met once before in school history. That came at Purdue December 10th, 1970. So been a few years in between their last meeting. And so, hey, watch out for the Mean Green. They got something going on. And uh, don't be surprised if you see them come out with a W over Purdue in round one. So next we're going to talk about Oral Roberts, who are the 15th seed. As I mentioned off the top of today's pod, they're going to face the Ohio State Buckeyes, the number two seed. Oral Roberts, the Summit League champs. Their university is based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So heading into the Summit League tournament, they were the fourth seed, bit of an underdog, and they won their first Summit League championship since 2008. 
which was the final in a stretch of three years in a row. So a bit of a drought for Oral Roberts after being dominant in the early 2000s. And those three NCAA tournament appearances accounted for Oral Roberts' only previous ones. They were the 16th seed in 2006, a 14th seed in 2007, and a 13th seed in 2008. They head to Indianapolis with a season-log five-game winning streak. And they feature the nation's highest-scoring duo in all Summit League first-team performers, Max Admus. Admus is the leading scorer in all of college basketball. He averages 24.2 points per game. That's ahead of Iowa's Luca Garza, for those keeping track. And uh, also featured is Kevin Obanor, 18.2 points per game. He had the big tip-in for the win against North Dakota State to get them into the championship. So both those players earned a spot on the Summit League All-Tournament team last week. And uh, Atmos became the first player since South Dakota State's Mike Dom in 2018 to be named the regular season player of the year, as well as the tournament MVP. So if you haven't seen Atmos play, this guy can play. He's a really good player. I know, hey. How often do you get to see Oral Roberts on TV? But trust me, this guy can fill it up. And uh, he's going to give Ohio State some fits. He's a sophomore guard from Rockwell, Texas in just his second season. He's the only guy to score 30-plus points in six league games. And he's the only Division I player to score 40 points twice this season. Uh, he also ranks among the top five nationally in total three-pointers made. He's number three, three-point field goals made per game, and also three-point field goal percentage. As you know, this guy can shoot the lights out. Watch out from. So Oral Roberts' head coach is Paul Mills. He led them to a 16 and 10 record this year, including 10 and 5 in conference. He's been the head coach since 2017, after 14 years on staff at Baylor. So there's another Baylor connection. We talked about Grant McCaslin at North Texas being from the Baylor coaching tree. And here's another one right there. So here's some comments from Coach Mills following their win over North Dakota State in the Summit League final. I tried to mess with the audio as best as I can, but have a listen. Well, I listened to Psalm 118 before every game, and it says, give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And whether we won or lost, God is good. And uh, grateful uh, for the opportunity, grateful to Coach Max, grateful to Coach KO, grateful to Coach all those guys. And so to have this experience with them, and, and this is kind of just the beginning. We knew it was a nationally televised game and, and got out big, but we didn't want the national television audience to leave. So we kind of kept it interesting uh, to make sure that people didn't turn their channels off and uh, wanted them to get familiar uh, with some of these guys. But we're, we're grateful to win and have the opportunity to continue to play. And then also here's star guard Max Admus talking about the win as well for Oral Roberts. Yeah, I mean, we're facing a lot of adversity. I mean, like you said, during this pandemic, uh, not knowing if you're going to play the next game, uh, we were pretty we were pretty fortunate and blessed to be able to play all of our games except one of them uh, at South Dakota. But, I mean, we, it was a lot of adversity, but I think we got a resilient group of guys. Uh, whatever Whatever's thrown at us, we're going to fight through it. So that, that's, what, that's what the group of guys is. We're just resilient. Admus also comments on the, what, 12, 13-year drought Oral Roberts had of not being in the NCAA tournament and how good it feels to get back. Uh, it means a lot. You know, I'm very grateful, you know, just because uh, it's bigger than us, you know, just to leave a legacy behind for your school, you know, for, especially for all the people that have been supporting us, you know, students, staff, and the, the coaches. It just means a lot. I'm very grateful, you know, for Kentucky without Jesus and, you know, each other. So very grateful. It's a, a privilege. So watch out for the men. These guys, look, hey, it's not often that a 15 can beat a 2, but I think if they can get out to an early start, if Admus can, you know, cause some panic on Ohio State, watch out for them. They definitely got a shot coming up this week. 
And lastly, I want to finish with one of my favorite teams this year, the Ohio Valley Conference champion, Moorhead State. So Moorhead's going to be a 14 seed, and they got a tough, tough matchup against number three, West Virginia in the first round. That game's going to be played Friday at Lucas Oil Field Stadium. That's where the Indianapolis Colts play. The game's going to tip off approximately about 9.50 Eastern time, so a late one. I'll definitely be catching that. So Moorhead State 23-7 this season, including 17-3 in Ohio Valley play. They're making their eighth appearance in the NCAA tournament and their first since 2011. The Eagles are 6-8 all-time in the tournament and have won games in each of their last three appearances, so that's a good omen for them. They beat North Carolina AT&T in 1984, Alabama State in 2009, and Louisville in 2011, last, the last time they were in. Moorhead State won their fifth OVC tournament title this season. Season, beating Southeast Missouri in the opening round, a really good Eastern Kentucky team in the semis, and then Belmont in the final, which was a big upset. You know, everyone had Belmont penciled into March Madness, and Moorhead State knocked them off. So Moorhead won 17 conference games this season, which is the most in school history. They tied a school mark with 12 straight wins this you know, from January 2nd to February 11th before losing to Belmont. But they've won seven straight entering the NCAA tournament. And it's the first time since the 2018 tournament that the OVC has not had two teams in March Madness. And all-time OVC teams are 26-71 and 71 in the NCAA tournament. They are led by freshman Janai Broom. If you haven't seen him, man, this kid is good. He was named tournament MVP after a career-high 27 points in 12 rebounds in the final against Belmont. Belmont. Broom was also impressive in the opening game over Southeast Missouri State with 14 points and 11 rebounds, as well as 17 points in 13 rebounds in the semifinal win over Eastern Kentucky. So he averaged just under 20 points a game for the entire tournament. He's a 6'10 forward from Plant City, Florida, and he's just the third freshman in OVC tournament history to be named MVP. He was also the OVC freshman of the year and featured on the first team all-conference team, so not bad for a freshman. So coming out of high school, he played at 10. Tampa Catholic High School. He was rated as a three-star recruit, but didn't have a ton of offers. Uh, only Bryant and Jacksonville interested in him. And here the guy is, the damn OVC MVP. So here's Broom talking about what it meant to win the OVC tournament. Sounds like a pretty shy kid, so uh, listen closely. Yeah, a lot of people doubted us, but we just used it as motivation. And just our motto from the beginning was to get better every day. And that's what we did. And now we're OVC champs. And then here's Moorhead State head coach Preston Spradlin, who's in his fourth season as a head coach after spending the majority of the 2016-17 season as the interim head coach after previous head coach Sean Woods was fired, the Kentucky legend. So Spradlin came to Moorhead after five seasons with Kentucky. He spent two years as a GA, 2009 to 11, and then he was the assistant director of operations from 2011 to 14. So this guy was like cutting film and you know, doing uh, playbook stuff for Kentucky under Calipari. And uh, so pretty good journey, man. Here's the guy, you know, now John Calipari won't be in the NCAA tournament, but his GA and film guy is going to be in Preston Spradlin. So here's his comments following the win of the OVC championship. Um, you know what? It, it it still hasn't even really hit me yet. I don't think uh, I hadn't had a chance to see my family yet. And I think that's when it'll, it'll really sink in. Um, but it's an honor um, to win this league. I mean, we have an unbelievable conference. The schools, the coaches, the players in this league, it's, it's a really high level basketball league. I wish it got 
more national recognition than it does. So to, to be in the position to win a championship, um, it really means a lot because it's a big one to win. And I'm just so proud of our guys. Um, they just, their faith is unbelievable. They've had great belief um, since day one. We never talked about winning a championship. We never talked about winning 20 games. We, we literally talked every day about getting better and challenging yourself, uh, holding your teammates to a high standard and just getting better every day. And that was literally the pregame speech today was we've gotten better since the last time we had the opportunity to play Belmont a week ago. We're better this Saturday than we were last Saturday. That's our goal. Let's go out. Let's prove it. And um, those guys played unbelievable tonight. Uh, at the end of the day, it's players. It's it's not the plays. Um, it's those guys going and, and, and playing together, demonstrating their toughness and uh, making plays. And uh, I'm unbelievably proud of this group. And then here is also Spradlin talking about what it means heading to March Madness. First of all, you know, um, 10 years ago, obviously that that's special um, to, to on the 10-year anniversary that Coach Tyndall uh, took that great team to the NCAA tournament, beat Louisville. Um, and so to be mentioned in the conversation with those guys, those coaches and players is, is, an, is an honor. Um, you know, being with Cal, he, he's unbelievable in March. And I think the biggest thing is, is keeping your team together. As Skyler said, I think the teams that go on runs in March, and, and Cal got this from him, are the they're the ones that just don't want their season to end. They want to be able to come in and have one more team meal, one more film session, one more practice, one more ride on the bus. They just want to be around each other. And so I think that's why you go out and you play inspired and uh, you go and you make exceptional plays. And, um, you know, Janai is, uh, to say he's just another good freshman, I think would be quite an understatement. He's pretty daggone good. And um, the, the rate at which players get better is something that you can put a lot of stock in. And that guy gets better every day. He gets better game to game. He did it in the tournament here. Um, I would say he's one of the better freshmen in the country. And, and I would hope maybe get that recognition for that because he certainly deserves it. So there you go. There's a little bit of information on three teams from the mid-majors who are going to be playing in March Madness. Of course, go check out all my previous pods. You can find out a lot more information on all these teams. Click subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Drop me a line on Twitter, at Mr. McKee. Hit me up on my Instagram, at Mr. McKeeCM. And of course, the UndraftedFreeAgent.com socials. I'm going to keep pumping these out, and I uh, hope you guys really enjoy the hoops this week. The beating of my heart.